First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Rogers Arena is buzzing tonight. But it has a lot of people dreaming that the NBA might come back to Vancouver permanently. I don't want to get arrested tonight. Bring back the NBA! Am I right? Am I right? I was just six years old when the Grizzlies came to Vancouver, and I was completely obsessed with the team. I just love watching them win or lose, which was a good thing, because they lost a lot. Oh, they sure did. That is the voice of Kat Jamie, the award-winning Filipino-Canadian filmmaker based right here in Vancouver. She has made a series of documentaries about the Vancouver Grizzlies. The latest is called The Grizzly Truth. We spoke with her uh, late last week. This is the film that's about how the Vancouver Grizzlies very painfully left town for Memphis. Movie had its premiere just this past weekend. And this wasn't just an ordinary premiere either because a number of former Vancouver Grizzlies players were back in town to watch this movie. And not just any former players either, but also former NBA All-Star Steve Francis. Now, any Grizzlies fan knows Steve Francis is notorious in this city for not wanting to play here. Our producer Jason Manas caught up with Cat Jamie and Steve Francis and had a chance to talk with them. Jason, I'm so jealous. How was it? It was fun. It was very fun. Uh, Steve Francis is a very nice guy. And fun fact, actually, <laughs> when he did the interview, he was decked out in Vancouver Grizzlies gear. So that what? was great to see. Yeah. Are you kidding me? For a guy who never actually played a game here, who didn't want to show up here, you're <laughs> telling me he was wearing Vancouver Grizzlies yep. gear? From head to toe, all Grizzlies gear. I don't know how I feel about this. All right. Tell me more about this. So Steve Francis, you know, former NBA basketball superstar for the Houston Rockets, three-time All-Star. So I caught up with him, and this is what he's doing now. He's, he's helping at-risk use with the Steve Francis Foundation, and he's also watching his son play high school basketball. At the same time, I was able to kickstart my foundation um, since 1999. And uh, 2004, we took it to another level uh, with including scholarships for, you know, inner city youth who couldn't help it. Uh, one thing that we looked at was how much money their parents made a year. Um, and that determined who we, you know, really wanted to go get. You got kids with 4.0 GPAs who can't have a computer, you know, who can't get close to accessible things like you know, I'm pretty sure here in Canada, it's easy to get around that. But, you know, where I'm from, it wasn't that easy and it still isn't. Well, he's developing into a basketball player. Uh, he's, his first love is baseball and which, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time at Astros games over the last six, seven, eight years. Uh, just, you know, going along with what he loved, his passion is that basketball came up as he got a little bit older. So uh, when he was born, it wasn't like, hey, you're going to go play basketball. I'm not that type of guy or parent who will influence my past career for things like this to prevent from him having to go through things like this. All right, so that is Steve Francis, our producer, Jason Manaus, was talking to him. Uh, I need to know this, Jason. What it really comes down to is, does he regret not 
coming here and playing for the Grizzlies. Was there anything that we could have done to make that situation better? Well, after watching the film, Simi, and I don't want to get into spoilers, but again, there was a multitude of reasons as to why he didn't want to play for Vancouver. I did get a chance to ask Steve if looking back, if he would have played for the team and if the Grizzlies could have saved the relationship. This is what he said. You never know uh, if there's a definite answer as far as, you know, uh, you know, respectability on, you know, all the sides. But, uh, you know, it, it was so quick and so fast for a young kid like me who was a natural leader, you know, who was a natural point guard and, you know, who wanted to get up and down the court. And I didn't think that, pres- that, that wouldn't have been available, available for me at that period of time. Uh, you know, at, now I'm 45. I, I definitely know. But at 22, I had no, no idea what was involved with owners, general managers, you know, all those things. So uh, now uh, from which angle as a executive or as if I was 22 to play. So, I would be doing the same thing if, you know, if they had a great guard in front of me, it would have been the same answer. Okay, that's interesting. So, I mean, I do feel like things could have been, he didn't know, watching the movie, I was struck as well by hearing how he'd never really been outside of his city. I think he grew up in Houston, right? And nobody yeah. explained to him and his all his entourage, everybody around him were family members who also had not been in the NBA or been around. So nobody really explained to him how the business works. No, and like he was worried about the taxes, for one. He didn't want his salary to be taxed. He was worried about his family. There was a multitude of reasons as why Steve Francis did not want to play for us. So for Vancouver fans who are thinking, oh, this guy just didn't like Vancouver, that is not true. And you have to watch the film to check that out. I guess. I'm still, I still feel very reluctant. Okay, so he agreed to this. Why did he agree to do this? Why was he even here? So he was actually a big part in the film, like I uh, mentioned. So it was no surprise that he would attend the premiere. Now, why he participated, it was a mix of mutual interest on his part. And you just have to hear what Kat, the director, did to get him to do the documentary. Here it is. You know, when she approached me, it was more of a a mutual type of thing. I want to understand why you didn't, you know, why you decided not to go to Vancouver. And that was the beginning of the conversation. We led to where we are today. Well, I can tell you about Kat Passion. I never said this, but... It was 5,000 people when she came into my autograph session. And out of that, like you said, why does she always wear Vancouver? You have to be tough to walk in the Toyota Center with Vancouver Grizzly gears on, talking to me. So I noticed that. um, And like I said, I didn't want to, you know, uh, deter her or even my son. So it, it was a great time to speak. So she's brave. He was like, okay, she's brave. She's brave. That was probably one of my favorite parts of that interview because Steve Francis was so shocked by Kat would just walk into, like, walk into this his building right to his face wearing full decked out Grizzlies gear. And no, she wears Grizzlies gears all everywhere. The time. Yes. All the time. So that was a pretty funny part in the um in the interview. Now, I was able to catch up with Kat as well, Simi, and she told us last week that this film took a decade to produce. So I asked her what she thought was the hardest part, and it's no surprise that this is what she said. Tracking down all the players. That was that was uh that was a really um tall task, especially when I first started, you know, I'd say back in 2016 when I had no connections to the NBA. Um Big Country was like my first like Big Country, you know, I give him credit. He really opened the door for me and really helped my career, um, you know, as a filmmaker and childhood fan. Um, and he, you know, once I got Big Country, it was it was way easier because when I, you know, got in touch with Mike Bibby, it was like, you know, 
Brian's invited me to his house and, you know, here's a film that we made with him. And then once my baby was on board, then that's how I got Sharif on board. Cause I was like, I got, you know, we filmed this big country. Mike said, yes, do you want to be a part of it? And then Sharif was in. Um, and then once you kind of start, uh, you know, getting people on your team, it's, it's, you know, it's easier to convince the next person. But of course with Steve, I didn't have any connection to Steve. Um, and so uh, that required me to actually fly to Houston and do my, my pitch in uh, live <laughs> in front of him. That was a real walk down memory lane there, Jason, just hearing her talk about all those people, big country, she, who she also tracked down in a previous yep. movie, Sharif Abdur-Rahim, Mike Bibby, like... The legends. Those were the... <laughs> the legends. The Grizzlies legends, I guess. Okay, so we both had some access to this movie and we've been able to watch it. What stood out to you? What was your favorite part? Well, Simi, if there's one part that, one part that really spoke to me was when Kat got into her Filipino heritage. Kat, as mentioned in the intro, is a Filipino-Canadian, just like myself. And so to, to, to see her not only be successful in making films, but also showcase Filipinos through a documentary about a former NBA team was really inspiring. I actually got to ask her about that, and here it is. Really, you know, I actually, that's one of the most, the things that I'm most excited to share about the film is... Um, the personal aspect of my story that I share, um, what it was like growing up as, as a second generation Canadian and how the Grizzlies really helped uh, shape my identity. Um, and I don't think like, you know, I, I'm excited for other, other second generation uh, Canadians to watch this film and especially for Filipinos because we got to highlight, you know, the love of basketball in our culture. And I'm really proud that that's part of this story. Um, but it was, yeah, it, it, it meant a lot. And I, I immediately knew, because with Finding Me Country, obviously there was a personal aspect to that story that I shared. And I, when I was making this film and we had early discussions with my, my team, my, my creative team about, okay, what, how can we go deep with this film? I already knew instantly. I was like, yeah, I know how to, I know how to tell this story and what I want to share um, and how it could be sort of, um, you know, <clears throat> similar, not, not exactly what we did with Finding Me Country, but to hit that personal note in this film it is so cool it was a lot of fun so did you get the sense that steve francis was like yeah i, I might have done things some di- differently he could have yeah i think he looking back at it yeah i think he would have liked to play for the grizzlies but again i don't think like basketball wise he would have fit into the vancouver grizzlies i mean it worked out for him he was a three-time all-star for the houston rockets now i did ask him if if he would if if vancouver deserves another basketball team he didn't really answer that part but I think in his heart, he knows the passion of Vancouver basketball fans is we want a basketball team. And I think we do deserve a new NBA team. I can't believe he was sitting there wearing Vancouver Grizzlies merchandise, actually. <laughs> Jason, thank you for that story. Thanks, Simi.